This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. And I don't know if there's just something funny about my life or if I'm just destined to be sad, but there's a real-life, very loud mariachi band playing outside my window right now. Unbelievable. So yeah, the Raptors, they lost 112 to 101. The game was much worse than that. They got absolutely dominated throughout. And I I was really disappointed in the performance they had tonight. It was really terrible. They shot horribly. They defended even worse. They, they had no answer for what the 76ers were doing. And the 76ers, it just seemed like it was a rehash of whatever the Raptors had already figured out in prior games. And what I mean by that is the Raptors didn't match up the Embiid Gasol minutes well enough. Gasol and Lowry weren't aggressive enough with their shots. They didn't slow down Ben Simmons in transition. These are the main, these are the absolute basic things the Raptors have to do. And even then, they don't have to shoot that well from the floor. I think they were 16 of, like, 40 against 
um, the 76ers in game five, but they were 11 of 32 at one point, and that was when the game was still well in hand. They just kept making threes during garbage time. They didn't actually shoot the ball that well against the 76ers in game five. They just did simple things. They, they slowed the game down for the 76ers, made them play in the half court, got Jimmy Butler to just take over the whole offense and played good defense on him. Slowed, slowed down Joel Embiid, made Ben Simmons a non-factor on offense, but still Ben Simmons was, had good defense on um, Kawhi Leonard. But it, it wasn't like the Raptors had it easy. It was just that they played smarter. And this one, the Raptors, I mean, they played dumb. The Raptors played a dumb game. And there was such a lack, an inherent lack of focus team-wide that it was pretty clear from the outset. I mean... I don't understand how a game this important, this important, it really is an important game, guys. Game six, you should really want to close them out. Really good teams do close out on the road. I tell you, they really do. And if they want a shot at going to the finals, they're probably going to have to close Milwaukee out on the road. So this would have been great rehearsal for that. But of course, in this game, there were three, three 10-0 runs. 10-0 plus runs in the first half, scratch that, in the first 18 minutes between the two teams. A team that isn't that focused is the type of team that gives up a 10-0 run. A team that really isn't focused gives up two 10-0 runs in the same 18-minute span. On top of that, they did it again in the second half. Part and parcel of why that happened, transition opportunity. Transition opportunities, sorry. Playing sloppy with the basketball on the offensive end. Even Kawhi Leonard was getting stripped on the offensive end. Like, that's how the second half ended. Jimmy Butler stripped Kawhi Leonard. After Jimmy Butler got an and one. After some really dumb stuff just cascaded on top of one another. It's unbelievable the way these things shake out. 76ers, I've never seen a team make more shots out of abject chaos than they do. They just have so much talent that just once the ball starts rolling around, they have size and speed. They get to it, and they just throw shots up, man, and and they go in sometimes. But my goodness, this, this game was horrible to watch. It was pretty clear from the outset that the Raptors, if they played intelligent, smart basketball, could have had this game. The Raptors don't have to shoot the ball extremely well to take care of the 76ers. They really don't. They just have to make sure they play disciplined, smart basketball. They haven't shot the ball well all series. They really haven't. They didn't even shoot the ball well in Game 5, and I mean that. Their defense was good in Game 5, and they got a few transition opportunities out of it. In this one, they were just handing over a million transition opportunities to the Philadelphia 76ers, even though it was patently clear. The most plain of any, like this is regular chips. This is just nothing but salt. This is salted rice, salted chicken. It does not go down easy. It's plain. It's plain to see that the Raptors need to stop the 76ers in transition. If you put the 76ers in the half court, you have Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Ben Simmons, and J.J. Redick all try and exist in the half court trying to create offense. Outside of dribble handoffs, they're not able to create much of anything. They just really can't. So... If the Raptors were able to make it a half-court game, there's no doubt in my mind that they would have won this despite their shooting woes. However, 
The Raptors are undisciplined. The Raptors were bad. They made bad decisions. Nurse, who I don't think is fully culpable for the early part of the game, sometimes you just miss shots, and why Marcus Gasol was constantly running Joel Embiid off the three-point line and things like that, I can't explain it. I have no idea why that would be happening. Absolutely zero idea why he would be doing that. But it happened. I counted six times. He ran Joel Embiid. Yes, Joel Embiid got run off the three-point line six times by Marcus Gasol. On top of that, Marcus Gasol, Kyle Lowry, mostly Marcus Gasol, let's say, was an absolute negative on the offensive end. Same with Danny Green. Really, really disappointing. It's just more of the same, man. Danny Green, 2 of 8. Marcus Gasol, 0 of 3. Serge Ibaka, 0 of 3. This is from three-point land. This is something that the Raptors desperately need, especially from Danny Green and Marcus Gasol. You guys both shoot, and especially Danny Green, like 45% from downtown. You And they take good shots. Even Kawhi was terrible from three-point land tonight. And I don't want to get on Kawhi, like at all. He's 0 for 4. He's regressing to the mean a little bit. But the other Raptors should be regressing the other way. You know, these things should be evening out. It's it's terrible. I, the things that have plagued the Raptors this whole series have been what plagued them in this game. It's cut and dry. This was like a carbon copy of Game 3. And it is so frustrating unbelievably frustrating that the Raptors and this is where it falls to nurse that you'd be susceptible to the same type of game planning that you'd already been beaten by and seemingly overcome you just you can't you can't do that you're supposed you're supposed to say okay we took your punch you're not going to get that uppercut next time not from that angle it's not coming in like that and you know I say all this with the caveat of I think the Raptors are going to win Game 7. I'm fairly confident they're going to move on. I just feel like, why not do it tonight? Why not play a good game? Why so lazy defensively? Why so undisciplined? Wait, and also, like Kyle Lowry, who I, I love Kyle Lowry, but there's one pass he made. To, he was wide open, and he passed directly to Pascal Siakam for a three, who was covered. What are we doing at this point? Kyle Lowry, have you not been one of the best three-point shooters in the whole NBA for the past six years? You've put up absurd shooting numbers. We've all been here to witness it. You can't pass up wide open threes. In It just can't happen. When you do that, it absolutely destroys the offensive synergy the 76ers start playing way more aggressive on ball defense they're way more aggressive doubling their defense at the rim improves when you do that the the 76ers weren't scared of the swing anymore because the swing wasn't generating like it was generating wide open shots but it wasn't generating makes because nobody was taking them you have Kyle Lowry who comes wide open on the swing and then passes it back into the teeth of the defense. It just doesn't make sense. It's fruitless. It's terrible. I That's just not going to work. And never has. And for the first time in my, you know, my short term as the, the podcast host, the Raptors Reaction Podcast, I have a mid-roll 
for everybody. I, I hope you're excited for it. So, Men of Canada. Jack makes getting ED medication simple, affordable, and discreet. There's tons of fake stuff online, but if you want to get legitimate treatment, use Jack and talk to real Canadian doctors without the awkward visits and get your prescription delivered discreetly to your door. Get Health Canada approved treatment without leaving your home. They accept all major drug insurance plans. Speak to a doctor for free when you order. Visit jackhealth.ca. And going back into the Kyle Lowry, Marcus Saul type of passive offense that, you know, maybe it flies against a laissez-faire defense in, in the regular season. And maybe maybe you get a couple more, you know, double swing pass plays that end up on your the end of your highlight reels. But it's just not going to cut it. Not in the second round. Not against a 76ers team that many people laughed at. You know, Ben Simmons is is the ire of many. He receives a lot of jokes his way. Same with Joel Embiid. They're both extremely talented, as is Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. The latter being more so than the, the former. But these guys, they're a good team. Joel Embiid is an absolute monster. I think he put up like a damn plus 42 in this game even though he didn't shoot the ball well and that's why it matters so much that Gasol and Lowry and Green to a lesser degree well Green just missing the shots let's say but Gasol and Lowry when you're not aggressive Joel Embiid sits back in the paint when Joel Embiid sits back in the paint Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam your two main scorers by the way who you need to score to win a lot of the time unless you're on a heater from downtown their lives get a lot harder around the rim and in the mid-range. Joel Embiid is huge. He's a Defensive Player of the Year nominee. You need to either pull him away from the rim or punish him for not being outguarding you. That's as simple as it is. There's, I saw somebody mention that Markeef and Marcus Morris are scarier to defenses out behind the three-point line just because they'll take 10 threes a game even though they shoot a worse percentage than Marcus Hall. Marcus Hall will shoot like 40% from downtown, but he's going to take like four threes a game, like one a quarter. You're not, and it feels like he's obligated to do it when he puts it up. You know, he's not actually looking for that shot. He's not observing the court, seeing that this is the best shot. I'm going to take it because I'm a good shooter. It just feels like he's laboring to do it. You need to shoot it because it's the good shot. That's the end-all, be-all of the Raptors, their offensive problems. From start to finish, you need to shoot it because it's a good shot. Sometimes they just don't. They really don't. They pass out of good shots all the time, and they make it way harder on themselves than they need to be. To I may, may, may be being a bit too cute. Follow the process. I know that's Philadelphia's tagline, but you just need to put up the shots. Your offense is working to create those shots. If you're not going to take them, you're failing everybody. It's the same thing as when Fred VanVleet operates out of a pick and roll and resets, not even with a switch, but just against the same defender. You're just eating clock, and everybody knows end of shot clock shots are worse in efficiency than in the middle. Everybody knows that. So it just, the Raptors offense, if you're not going to have willing participants who are looking to be finishers on plays, it's going to be tough because the 76ers are not the best defensive team. But if you get to isolate a couple players per possession and say, these guys aren't going to punish us, they have a slew of athletic, 
long, aggressive players who are going to hop in anybody. They're just going to get in them. You know, they're going to make life really difficult. And we're seeing the fruits of their labor, the way they're guarding Pascal Siakam and Kawhi Leonard. There's a reason it has gotten harder as the series goes on because the passivity of Gasol and Lowry and players of that ilk are causing problems for the rest. Jeez, they can win in Game 7. Like, and I think they will. They just need to play smarter. That's why this game is so unbelievably frustrating. The Raptors are, you know, they seem like the better team. Their ceiling is incredibly high, and they could have won this had they just played more intelligent. If you play intelligent, you don't let the abject chaos that the 76ers introduce to the game sometimes lead to, like, it seems like, as far as, let's put in quotations, abject chaos points. The 76ers won like 32 to 3. Even let's think about an abject chaos example. The end of game two, Kyle Lowry loses the ball, dives on the floor, somehow goes to Danny Green for what would have been a triple, right? A big time triple. The Raptors don't make that. It seems like the 76ers always make that shot. And maybe that's, you know, a credit to Jimmy Butler, who always seems to be on the end or the start of one of those plays. But it's it's tough for the Raptors in those scenarios. And when the game gets grimy like that, that's just, it's better for the 76ers. The 76ers are like fast and loose, man. That way Ben Simmons can get out in transition. They can get easy baskets. If you make the 76ers labor for everything, if you really make them work for everything, they're not going to be able to maintain their level of difficult shot making. It's just not going to happen. James Ennis had a great hustle game, but he was bad from beyond the arc. He's regressing to the mean as far as three-point shooting goes. He's not hes not like this crazy three-point shooter like he was in the first three games. It's not going to stay like that. But he was able to be effective through hustle, through playing smart and diligent. The Raptors need to have their own versions of that. Even if it's a starter, even if it's Marcus All not jumping out at Joel Embiid. <sighs> Mitchell Robinson Award, which goes to the villain. I it's the Raptors. The Raptors are their own worst enemy at this point in time. Joel Embiid, I think, is fun and great. Ben Simmons, who I don't particularly like, had a great game and he was awesome, but he's not you know, he had his little thing with Kyle Lowry, but he's not a villain. And uh yeah. Jimmy Butler is lovable in his own way as well. So, yeah, I, I don't like the 76ers right now, but, I mean, there's plenty of things to like about them. And certainly they didn't flex any of their horrible, annoying muscles tonight. And the Raptors did. The Raptors did everything in one game, maybe even in the first 16 minutes, that makes the fan base just cringe watching them. The Reggie Evans Award... I don't want to give it to anybody. I don't think anyone is deserving of the Reggie Evans Award. I feel like you could give it to Kawhi on any night. But it's way more dramatic to just, you know, give it to nobody. Because I'm feeling dramatic. Even though I think we win Game 7, just be dramatic. The uh, top quick reaction comment is from Idris M. Help me, OG Ananobi. You're my only hope. I love Star Wars, and I'm very happy you put this here because it really, you know, it's a nice reminder that there are good things in the world. Star Wars, A New Hope, great movie, lots of fun to watch. 
And OG Ananobi would be great in this series. He would help a lot. Um, just for something more to respond to. B Herbs or Burbs. GD Nurse. Everything that worked matchup and rotation-wise in the games 4 and 5, he just voluntarily stopped. He stopped exclusively exclusively shadowing Embiid with Gasol. He played small ball while we got our heads kicked in on the boards. He took Lowry off Butler. They ran next to no Kawhi Gasol pick and rolls. They didn't work to get Green open. Why would he stop doing everything that was so successful? Credit to Philly for playing to their potential, but our coach made this a blowout. Hopefully with three days between games, Kawhi Gasol, Green, and Lowry regained their legs. This was ugly, and even though we didn't play well enough to win, it didn't need to be ugly. Credit Nurse for that. Yeah! I I kind of hate you because you've summed up the whole podcast in two paragraphs and one sentence. Not not that I want to be too hard on myself, but that was concise. Well done. This is decompression for me and therapy, and hopefully for you as well, listener. And uh, we're going to get through this together. We're going to be back here on Sunday, Mother's Day, celebrating a Game 7 win. I think whether you're listening to this at night... During the day, whenever you get around to it, if you do it all, have a blessed day or night. Take care out there, and goodbye. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.